as ready as we're ever likely to be. I mean, everything's pointless because everything's decaying, but fine. Yeah, yeah, come on, don't be like that. The gang's all here. Are they? Yeah, it's all four of us. You're being beaten up by a gang? We can only hope. We we are the gang. We're not a gang. A posse? A squad, perhaps. An association. Uh, A cohort. A rotary club. No, we're not a club. Okay. Society? Society could work. Uh, no, no forms. You need organized. forms for a society, don't you? Yeah. Do you? I suppose you need like founding documents and things. Don't you? Mm. A corporation. Well, well I, I mean, I, I have. Yeah, I am thinking. I mean, mostly from the liability point of view. And there is a lot of liability. Let's face it. Are we a blockchain yet? No. So. No. Okay, Chris. Three plus three equals five. Add on some maths and then pass it back to me. Then we are a blockchain. Um, okay. Five times two is equal to ten. Ten divided by Dan. four. Oh, sorry. Uh, Twenty divided by... Oh, for God's sake. What do you think? All right. Ten divided by four is two and a half. Two and a half times seven is... Uh, oh. Loads. Um, he's fucked himself here. <laughs> 17 and a half? There's no way to calculate that, is there? No. Adam, are we a blockchain now? Sure, why not? Brilliant. Hooray. We may not be a very secure one. So, are we rich now? Well, whatever we are, we're, we're all here, and we're all still alive, and that's about as much as you can hope for, so let's have a lovely <laughs> podcast. We two-star podcast, we are great, spreading love, denouncing hate. Our listenership is very few, but we love every one of you. Even poor man. one more thing I have to say, intended in a hopeful way. Cold brew hipster, please be my friend. I'm sorry I called you a ballet. Graham, Chris's attempts at jollity are, I feel, a form of bullying. It's fine, it'll, it'll, he'll see how futile it is shortly. Okay. But I have just discovered a really delicious recipe for chocolate rum pops, and the world is a lovely place that that exists, no. and half is still in my fridge. No, you have sorry. Briefly, briefly uh, distracted yourself from the uh, chaotic nature of the universe. And well, I think a rum pot probably lasts probably three hours the effects of a rum pot and then um, it's back to everything decaying yeah how long does it take you to make them about ten minutes ten oh, minutes yeah. you'll never get back yeah, yeah. Mm. I think ten it's minutes, worth it all in all ten minutes closer to the grave I suppose you might as well have a chocolate rum pot to enjoy yeah I mean that'll get you a lot closer to the grave <laughs> think of all the brain cells and years that'll wipe off not enough no well, Graham, Graham, you, you've for all, seeing as where you live, thirty-five years must be above average. So, what <laughs> have you got to complain run, about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the cold weather didn't kill you off. I'm not from here, so my life expectancy should be higher. Yeah, but on the other hand, you're not from there, and you have to put up with Leeds-style cold. So, I might, I might you probably should have died already. Yeah, that's true. 
Which uh, which cat is in the background? That's my cat. Not mine. I would never be so unprofessional as to allow an animal in my recording studio. I would. Okay. Cats well, are great. I'm in a lovely mood. Mm. Everyone else is in a bad mood. Yeah. Um, but let's let's go. Who wants to talk about something first? Oh, Adam, what's a porn apocalypse? Um, well, I mean, you mean you're not aware? Mm, no. I mean, I assume like the the just floods of it. It's just going to be everywhere, like the snow. So we won't be able to. We'll, we'll get pawned in, and we won't be able to open our doors or go to work. No, quite, no, no. quite, quite the opposite. Chris. Oh God! Uh, oh. As as of, uh, I mean, do you not remember the uh, the the great policy pronouncement uh, last year that, as from April this year, uh, if you want to look at naked people, you will have to prove via a government-backed scheme that you are definitely old enough to look at naked people. And they will store that record in a massive database of all the filth that you want to look at that will totally be secure and definitely won't suffer any data breaches. So you might get some good um, recommendations then. So you know know how like when you get a phone, uh, well you don't, but other people might, when you get a phone and like by default the adult content block is on, and you start browsing the internet and you just keep getting random pages that go, no, this this might be filth, we're not going to let you look at it. And you have to call yeah. Vodafone and say, can Vodafone I have a wank, say, please? Yeah, and, and then they, they enable wanking. Yeah. And it's fine. Imagine that, but you have to do it every single time uh, you want to look at pornography. Or whatever they have decided is pornography, because as is always the case with these things, there's a very sort of vague concept of what will be included in this and what won't. Is this what... Damien Green was working on. I think he put uh, a lot of hours into this policy. He, he didn't did, he? yeah. He was testing the filters. Yeah, yeah. very, very thoroughly. Uh, but yeah, that's that's coming uh, April this year. Uh, okay. If you want to look at filth, you're going to have to get government approval to do it. I mean, I'm frankly looking forward to it simply because it will disclose to me the porn habits of every single MP uh, in the country. And given that even without the filth apocalypse monitoring system, they get caught with porny stuff, uh, and it's hilarious. All of them are going to get done for it, and they'll be the first people to get hacked because of yeah, but they'll the they'll claim like parliamentary privilege and like won't have to do anything. Mm. I don't think I want to know what Michael Gove is banging one out to. I mean, I suspect we'd be sort of spared that because what he's banging one out to wouldn't be classed as pornography. Extremist and like hate preaching, perhaps, but um, but not pornography as you and I understand it. I have some questions about this. If, okay, if the government are overseeing in some way, mm. does that With mean that wanks. they will? I mean, they're they're tacitly going to endorse material, aren't they? How do you I mean? mean? I guess it's going to have like a. Wasn't it at one point the the people that do the ratings for the film were meant to be Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, the BBFC are involved, but the actual uh, ID scheme is being run by the company that runs Pornhub. Are they going to have to set up a ministry of wanking? Essentially, yes. Um, but the company, the company that runs Pornhub already run 
uh, an ID scheme in Germany, I think, where they've run it for a few years. Mm. And that's the scheme they're going to use here. Okay. So how do you get a, a wank license? Well, um, I mean, it'll be a case of, like, you go to Pornhub and it goes, are you over 18? And you, you click yes, obviously. And then it goes, ha! Well, you're going to have to prove it then. It's like, well, fuck, I hadn't anticipated this. Okay. It's like, please, uh, like, take a picture of yourself holding up your driving license and a copy of today's newspaper and email it to us. And then after a uh, 7 to 14 day waiting period, we will issue with your, you with your ranking license. Okay. Do we know how it will actually work? Uh, you'll like have to use some form of, of like ID, driver's license, passport, etc. Well, you have to do a to, quiz like on Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, you have to <laughs> register, register for an account with the age providers um, and like prove who you are to the kind of standards that, you know, said like passport or driver's license or whatever. And then you'll have to use that account to log into the filth. But could I not just set up a VPN to the 21st century? Yes. Yes. That's why it's not going to work. I see, or ob- or obtain pornography through any method that isn't going to a website. Back back to the woods, you mean? Yeah. Well, no, because it's it's basically only stuff that you pay for, and because well, obviously everyone pays for their porn. No, nobody has paid for porn. Well, no, no, uh, they will include stuff like Pornhub and oh, right, streaming fine. sites. It's not just that, but it won't include um, anything that isn't served over a web browser. Oh, right, I see, yes. So if you want to torrent your pornography, you can still do that. If you want to go and buy that, like, probably at this point, like, year-old copy of Playboy on the top shelf of the local news agents, you can do that, and you won't have to prove your ID. Um, but obviously, if you want to go to a fine, upstanding, legitimate pornographic distributor on the internet's, then they will demand that you prove you are old enough to be looking at that filth before you can do it. So I could still go to one of the myriad um, filth shops on the A1? Yes. Yep. Uh, You could also go to a different country, uh, either literally or virtually, and then no one gives a shit. I'd probably have lost my boner by the time I arrived in another country. It's quite (laughs) a lot of hassle, isn't it? That does seem fair. I mean, that is part of the the scheme, is is designed to, you know, make you think, do I really want to go through all this hassle? I mean, mean, can I I just not, like, go and hide in some bushes and spy on someone and do it? I mean, I'm not going to try and have a thinky, because that's just impossible. No, that's not something you can do as a man. I I think this is going to make the the Northern Ireland border more exciting, isn't it? Just what, just, just pop around. So it, it, you mean like people do at the moment for like prescriptions and stuff if they live near Wales or Scotland? But yeah, it's just yeah, sneaking be like, over. The, 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 the Irish side of the border is just going to be like sex shops and <laughs> peep shows and just like internet cafes that cater to certain needs. And there'll be people um, like cashing it and smuggling it <laughs> over the border. I mean, this is going to be a triumph in every way, isn't it? Do you know what? I think we could get our brave carrier pigeons in on this. That's why they're so desperate to have a hard border in Ireland. Well, yeah, a literal one rather than a figurative one, I guess. Mm. Yeah, like boners. <laughs> not a floppy border. No. Well, I think it's not a, not a soft border, is the, limp border. the phrase du jour. Yes. So, if Pornhub are overseeing this... Mm-hmm. Yes. But they have rivals, don't yes. they? Yeah. So, 
is this not a conflict of interest? No, because it'd be like McDonald's McDonald's saying who who could and couldn't go into Burger King. Uh, yes, I mean, precisely. yes, to an extent. Uh, but they won, you know, it's, it's a government contract. They won the tender to do it. So they have to meet the government's requirements uh, in exactly the same way that always works out well with government contractors, like yes. the, you know, Southern Rail or G4S or uh, Carillion. Serco or Carillion or Capita or any of those. I think really. we should um, bring porn back into public ownership. Yeah. Uh, no, well, I mean, good. you know, if Corbyn gets his way. Yeah. I mean, I'm not quite sure I'm ever going to have the chance to use nationalise the means of production as a euphemism again, <laughs> and I'm not going to pass up on that chance. So yes, we, we must nationalise the means of production, it's if you really, know what I mean. Well, it's not really a means of production, is it, unless you're catching it in a pot. So will you, if you're going for a wank to um, donate it, will you have to have a licence? Well, no, it's not a licence, it's, it's proof of age. <laughs> No, it's well, a masturbation license. Well, no, well, but but it so depends, it depends on the material they provide you. You, you get um, the paper stuff for free. Remember, you, you don't have yeah. to to get a license to to view paper pornography. Presumably, they will validate that you're old enough to be giving the uh, the donation. Well, they must work on the assumption that everybody is just going to bring their phone in with them. <laughs> they, I mean, these days, I guess, yeah, probably. I I think this should be made more official. I think you should have. To get a license and do a test, see if you're. <laughs> yeah. What kind of test? Well, first of all, a theory test. <laughs> um, what are what and, theories? What kind, and, and of, then, what kind of questions are you you proposing? Technique. Um, I'm not. You know, I'm just. I'm just painting the 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 broad strokes here. I'm not. Painting broad strokes. But. Yeah, I, I think there must be some. I mean, this is this is the problem. Is that we're like the generation that, like my when my granddad learned to drive, he was just <laughs> in the war. I think we're going somewhere else entirely with that. <laughs> no, but it was just in the war, and they went, "Oh, we need somebody to drive this this yeah. lorry. Um, you can do it." And then after the war, they just gave him a license. They just said, "Right, oh, you know how to do this because you've been doing it, so it's fine." But then by the time we got to drive. We had to go through all of the tests, and we're the first generation where it's just oh, this all this um, internet pornography, just off you go. And I think that for future generations, they should have to do a proper a proper test. And I think that we'll, we well, the problem is we're all going to have our license. We'll have learned our wanking with bad habits. Mm. Yeah, and we're going to be sharing the uh, the the porn with. We're not sharing it with young people because we'll get into a lot of trouble. For <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and and all of these all of these clued up young people that have actually done the proper theory and and had someone sit with them whilst they were learning. Um, yeah. This is getting get, increasingly dodgy. <laughs> they're going to get frustrated with us getting in the way and and just being and too slow. It. Yeah, come on, granddad. Yeah. Yeah, it's not ideal, is it? Really? I mean, none of this is none of this has been particularly well thought out. I think we can be sure of that. Is yeah. it actually going to happen? Yes. Or are we going yeah, to? This is, no, this isn't. Well, this isn't some like you know hypothetical thing. They, they has, paid for it, it and everything. Proposed and confirmed and goes into effect uh, either the start or the end of April 2018. 
Can I have a blue wank passport? No. But I <laughs> not, can after not, Brexit. Not, yeah, yeah, not until after okay, Brexit. That's, that's fine then. What's to stop um, us all pretending we're Daniel? Uh, well, because do you have access to my ID documents? I mean, I presume, I presume that it will be a bit like Netflix in that nobody welcome will ever, back. Nobody will ever be able. Are you to have still watching your... Asian Babes Three? <laughs> no one will ever be able to uh, pretend they're you unless you just give them a username and password. In which case, they'll totally be able to. I don't think I'd want to see Dan's recommendations. I think they would. I really don't me. think he would. But I think that's. I think that's the the, the whole kind of dumb thing with it is. It's just going to be like. A use, presumably a username and password to validate who you are and at that point, because it's not going to be the whole, like, every single time you go to a different site you have to, like, prove who you are. The whole point of the system is it's like a, a you know, a ranking licence and so you have that to present each time so it'll just be credentials of some kind and there's no reason you can't just give those to everybody or, you know, as I said, when the database inevitably uh, has a breach and suddenly everybody's got the password database and they can just crack it and log in as whoever they want and, yeah, do whatever kind of filth they want in your name um, because you know that this information is going to be used for profiling. Well, they could just um, streamline it and use your national insurance number. Yeah, but that's not um, something that is only issued when you're 18, is it? But they know who's 18 and who isn't. Yeah, that's true. But then what happens if you're a foreign visitor to the UK? Then you have to go home. If you want want to have a wank, you go back to your own country and do it. Well, I've got an international driving permit, so there must be something like that. But where where would it be valid? You've got to go to the... Well, mine's valid all over Europe um, and other, other countries. So could you get like a wanking visa? I think you would need to, wouldn't you? Yeah. You would fill it out on the uh, aeroplane before you land at Heathrow. Why are you coming to the United States <laughs> for a big wank? <laughs> yeah, biz- business, pleasure, masturbation. Yeah. We're still all, all three are the same. Yeah. For me, <laughs> my line of work. Well, well I don't know. I, I've, I've made no preparations to answer your question. Um, I don't know how to prepare for this, really. Well, you panic all out buy? your system now. Panic buy is the answer, yeah, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just start, start downloading now. Is the try and get the next fifteen years of wanks in right now? Well, I mean, can you wait till the end of the podcast? No, I don't. I don't think there's time. <laughs> I mean, it is a risk. I'll admit. Yeah, I, don't, I think you you can't take that risk. You need to you need to crack on with it for want of a better phrase. <laughs> I mean, I think the trick would be to develop a fetish that is so niche that the government wouldn't recognise that it was pornographic. This is the Conservative government. I yeah. Mean, if they ask any of their MPs, I think they can come up with anything you would be able to think of. I mean, this is the party of the pig fucker, so... Um... Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be easy to to develop these, these niche interests, but... Um, so in front of me is like um, some clothes errors. If you started to find them arousing, yeah, I'd have concerns. I mean, are Google are Google images not going to show me images of clothes errors? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. well, no, no, Google oh. images. This this is the other problem. 
like all of the the myriad other means by which pornography is distributed are all covered under this. So you would still quite easily be able to go and get your filth from like Google Images or I mean Bing Images or you know anywhere else like that that is not a, uh, a no pun intended uh, hard and fast pornography outlet. Hmm. Okay. What about, oh, I've got a really impressing question. What about access to ratemydick.net? That would be pornography, definitely. That's not pornography, that's art. No, it's art. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the problem, you see. You may discuss that it's art, but the government, they go as filth. Mm, yeah, that's an issue, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, remember the long history of governments calling all art as pornography. Uh, all those uh, paintings that have, like, fairly... Conventional nipples and stuff that Victorians <laughs> painted over. I, I, oh, I greatly we... enjoy the phrase "fairly conventional nipples." <laughs> yeah, it came out wrong. I, I will think admit, that's our episode but... title. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a good thing. I think um, um, that might be a loophole that you've just ex- you've just found there, Dan. You could go to an art gallery and bang away mm. to your heart's content, and they can't touch you for it. I mean, I think the only problem to. is you kind of have to be an exhibitionist for that to work. No, just be subtle. Our um, uh, friend of the show, Ruddy Williams... Don't be silly, there isn't no friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show, Ruddy William. Has had um, a wank in the Tate Modern? No. Oh. Well, I don't know, maybe. Probably but has. He used to work in a department store at weekends, and he was in the section near to the fur coats, and they had a man that would come in and um, rub yeah. himself on the coats... Uh, and and then depart. And on occasion, it was William's job to. Uh, on well, <laughs> like, on occasion, it was uh, Ruddy William's job to clean the coat afterwards. That's. Uh, I bet he loved that. I bet he volunteered. <laughs> I mean, I please, might be mistelling this, some more. but uh, that's how I remember the story. Yeah, I think possibly it. It's a bit like. Uh, the shop I worked in, a man who was definitely not me used to come in and uh, and enjoy yeah. the the fur coats. Uh, what what if I've what if I've Mandela'd this and that never happened? I mean, it sounds like something that would happen, doesn't it? <laughs> Particularly to Ruddy <laughs> yeah, William. <laughs> yeah, if it was going to happen to anyone. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean. Any other ideas how to avoid this um, drought? Just, um, just just grow up. I mean, in, in the girlfriend. Bible, uh, Joseph, with his Technicolor dream coat, he, he knew there was going to be bad years, so they saved up lots of grain, didn't they? I don't like where this is heading. <laughs> so... Um, I mean, I don't know. I'll just, like, make a big porn cache now. Try and download the entirety of Pornhub. And then... Yeah. you've got it... On my dark web computer. Yeah? Hmm. I think that's the solution. Maybe. Well, I mean, that's, that's all we can do. We can warn our listeners. But that's it. Well, yeah. that is the public service we provide. 
We, mm. we don't really have a solution, do we? But um, I don't whilst know that there is we, one. Whilst we are thinking about Ruddy William, I want to know what are we doing about our plans to invade Norwich and steal his mustard? I think we're just going to go there and... Uh... We're not going when he invited us, are we? Because Adam can't go. Well, I thought he hadn't invited us. I thought we had just said that. Oh, I thought, well, you told me that that was the weekend. And that made me think that that was when he'd said. No, he hadn't said anything. He had suggested March. Okay. I I, I must admit, I was in Chris's camp here. I thought we'd sort of had a vaguely proposed date. Well, yeah, I I think we had, between us, decided that that is a date that would work for us. But I don't think we had consulted him. Oh, I see. Oh, I, I mean, thought he that does sound like us. That, that was that was no. I think that the weekend. I think we just came up with that. Oh well, that's that's fine. I mean, I'm not sure of the protocol because if he'd have said, "Oh, uh, this is a good weekend for you to visit," then how do we stand saying, uh, "Well, we actually want to come a month later"? No, but we're just. It, well, look, the pleasure is all his. That's what you need to remember. He he should be grateful for us coming. Whenever well, it we might not fit. be convenient for him That's not our problem. in April. Well, he needs to make it convenient. And have we, I mean, how well have we corresponded with him? Does he Does he know what's happening? I well, mean, I don't know what's happening, but does well, he know that we don't know what's happening? Or no. does he? is he making preparations for us? Well, you know as much as I do in, this, in that respect. Okay. Which is nothing. Yeah. But what if he thinks we know more than that? Well, it's up to him to get in touch, isn't it? Okay. Well, I'm, I'll have to make sure I release this podcast so he knows that we don't know what's happening. So which what weekend did we say in April that we're going to go and see him? I don't know. Adam said 22nd. That sounds about right. But I'm not... I don't think this is how it works. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? He listens to this. This is as convenient as texting him. In fact, it's more convenient so I wouldn't have to get my phone out. <laughs> yeah, but no, I don't. I don't think it works like this. I don't think we decide when we're going to visit and then tell him. Of course we do. That doesn't seem well. There's there's like four of us and one of him, so yeah. it makes much more sense for us to coordinate when we're available. Yeah, and then him to fit in around that. But I I think it's his house, though, isn't it? Yeah, so... but he has you know he said mi casa es su casa or words to that effect. I mean, he wouldn't say anything in Spanish because um, he's a massive racist. And I, I don't think I don't think accusing people of being massive racists is the best way to get them to agree to inviting you to their house when you've said you're coming without well, permission. No, the invitation's already there. Are you sure? Yes, he said March, and April is close <laughs> enough to March on a cosmic scale that he, he didn't give us a margin of error, so it's safe to assume one month. Right. Okay. Like an open return on the train. Yeah. Exactly. It's an open invitation. And uh, we, he, he, he just who said, is frantically typing? Who is, I, I, I hope it's me. Well, I hope that's, somebody is frantically typing. I, I think he's trying yes. to download Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, man, you, I've spooked I'm him. To, I'm trying to get on the dark web. <laughs> well, you don't need to worry about that because the dark web will be fine. Yeah, but if I can't get on it, there's no point in it being fine. I mean, around ninety-five percent of all podcast editing is. Editing out Dan's typing and clicking. I mean, that's true. Hi, Twinkles. 
Chris here, editing the podcast. I can confirm that a figure of 90 to 95% is broadly accurate for the amount of uh, very loud typing that Dan does all the time. I left that last bit in just as a little sample for you of what the rest of us have to put up with uh, in order to get this high quality product to you. So uh, you are welcome. On with the show. I mean, I never bother, but... No, no I mean, like, <laughs> that, that, that would... even to release a podcast. That's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, right. So, this is our message. To... Yeah, I don't know why you're making this into a thing when it isn't one. It's. I mean, I feel we're being overly polite in just in even letting him know that we're coming. We're his friends. He should be happy to see us turn up at his door with like a shit ton of cheese booze and demanding mustard. Yeah, what's his fucking problem? Yeah. Well, what's Chris's problem? Yeah. I think is the more accurate question. That's true. I mean, I guess we just do things differently in rural Dorset. Yeah. We generally, if someone invites us, they say when, and that's when we go. Okay, but he hasn't said when, so if if they don't say when, then you have to improvise, don't you? Not compromise, that's what he has to do. (laughs) Okay. Well, well, well. Let's he'll he'll listen to this and then and then he can he can respond. Maybe mm. with a diss track that would be good, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, I don't know if he has to even respond. He just has to be aware, right? And that is, we're going there on the twenty first of April on that weekend, whether he likes it or not. Frankly, but we don't actually know where he lives, do we? So. I think we need him to say yes and tell us where to go. I mean, Suffolk is a small place. Mm. I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can figure it out. We're bright lads, aren't we? Well, let's um, let's we've track him a, down. We've we've, we've 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 done the practice for this. We've done at least one Duke of Edinburgh award between the four of us. I think. Um, that seems yeah, like not, something not that you or Dan would have done. No. Well, not no, I didn't do it, but didn't I've done you? stuff like that. But we've definitely outside. used our, our internet savvy to find out where people lived before. Well, I didn't... Yeah, I mean, I don't think stalking is covered on the Duke of Edinburgh Award. I meant specifically, like, tracking and stuff. I mean, a lot of the skills are very transferable. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they... I will admit that, you know, you don't need ordnance survey maps to find most women's addresses. Uh, Google works fairly well. Yeah, okay. Well... I mean, unless he unless he goes to the trouble of actually making restraining orders, then that's it. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. If he, I mean, if, right. he, if he doesn't want us to visit that weekend, there are legal channels available to him. It's mm. it's up to him to make use of those. All right, fine. I'm I'm happy with that. Okay. That's that's resolved in my mind. Super. Cool. Right. Next up, Skynet. What's going on? It's laughing at us. It is laughing at us. Is it? So, well, me and Adam both added this to the agenda. Do you want to cover it, Adam, or shall I? You uh, and Dan. You go ahead. No, me and Graham. Dan didn't uh, add Dan. anything to the agenda. He did. No, he didn't. I've got it in front of me. It says Skynet thing too. Yeah, but that's... Oh, okay, you did add stuff at the bottom there. Sorry. Oh, so you're to... saying Skynet oh, is care. Alexa. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, it is. I refuse okay. to... I refuse to refer to Skynet by that personification. Because that's okay. how they get you. Okay. 
So, yeah, it, well, you know Alexa? I've heard of it. Well, hundreds of their Alexa box devices have just started um, randomly laughing, and nobody really knows why. Okay. So, someone tweeted while we were podding um, that Amazon are now certain they don't know why, and they don't know how to turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> Which is horrifying. <laughs> it really is. I mean, that makes it more interesting, doesn't it? What the fuck? I'm doing some wriggling. I've you finished mean, wriggling. Are you sitting on sandpaper? <laughs> no, I'm sitting on a bed, but um, I can't... Um, Is your bed... Like... Chris, are you masturbating? No, I'm moving my computer around. Do you, do you have tinfoil sheets? <laughs> uh, I don't, but my bed has got things on it, so I can't recline as I normally do. What things? Um, the aforementioned clothes airers, and then a big box of clean clothes. Why are your clothes airers on the bed? Because uh, we're doing Wanking. decorating. I get you. Right, and oh. so where they normally live, um, we've taken things out of that room. I thought you were taking your fetish very seriously. Well, it's not a fetish yet. It's no, something I need you're... to work towards. Yeah, and the way you're going to do that is by fucking your airers. They, well, it might it might start off more as a platonic love, I okay. think. So more like you and Michael Portillo. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. Well, or um, or, or what could have been between me and um, uh, Robert Macaroni. Yeah. If only he'd yeah. known that you needed to buy an era. Yeah. I mean, that's sort the story of, of all 17-year-olds' uh, romantic encounters, isn't it, really? Yeah, I, uh, in a way, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything further to add, but um, Skynet devices are just laughing. Um, no one knows why. No one can make it stop. So, okay. this is always, so on the subject of Skynet, um, it is very worrying to... When you occasionally read about the various ways that these things can like spy on you or collect data on you, so apparently they've started playing like noises on the TV that humans can't hear, um, but that Skynet and Google Skynet can. Yeah, and yeah. they can like tell it to do things. Yes, yes. Can... or more specifically, it's typically used to stop it from doing things, so that when oh, yes. they run an advert that says like Alexa. Order me some uh, underpants. Confirm. Uh, everyone that owns an Alexa doesn't have a load of underpants turned up at their house because that kept happening and also happened with uh, the Xbox Connect's voice controls. Mm. Uh, and so they thought, well, maybe we should probably do a thing that stops that from happening when we have like a Super Bowl advert and millions of people have these things in their homes. It's very decent of them, really. I'd be far more concerned about the... Um, ultrasonic uh, tracking that they do for advertising. Yeah. So it'll know what programs you're listening to. Well, I mean, like phone apps already do it. Like phone yeah. apps will already listen for um, inaudible tracking sounds from adverts you're watching either on your phone or TV or listening to on the radio um, and will then track what you listen to and what you skip and all the rest of it. So I always find this weird because um, 
obviously I, I get advertised to on the internet in the same way as everyone else, but you know, if I search for something on Google, I will immediately get a billion ads for that thing um, everywhere I go. Yep. But they've never managed to like um, they've never managed to like figure out that I like something by my watching TV habits or anything like that. Oh, that you know of. Maybe the things that you watch on TV exactly align with the things you're already looking at on the internet. Yeah, it's not a controlled experiment. Or it's not like they're going to go, oh, he watched, I don't know, uh, The Simpsons, let's advertise a Simpsons box set to him. It'll be more like, he watched The Simpsons, here is our carefully profiled demographic of people who watch The Simpsons and things they like, let's advertise those things to him. To be Mm. fair, judging by how much finesse they put into the online adverts based on your searches, I think that is exactly what they would do. Yeah, well, this no, is totally. true. This is, I mean, bearing in mind that a lot of this is like Amazon, and Amazon's recommendations are, oh, you bought a TV recently? Here, here's thirty other TVs you might want to buy. Yeah, it's like thanks, Amazon. Great yes, job. I mean, particularly yeah, you know when yes, I think people who have bought one TV must be statistically more likely to buy another one than someone who has never bought a TV. You get that um, mark, I mean, don't you? Yeah, but not to the point that you're likely to go and buy a six-pack of televisions a week afterwards. Yeah, you're I like, wow, I this mean, one's so good, I'm going to get another. I can watch two at once. When I bought my most biggest television, I looked at it and thought, this is ridiculous how big this is. And within about a month, I thought, I need I need a bigger television. <laughs> yeah, all of the other ones are tiny now. yeah. And my, my second biggest television, I just think, well, that's it's just like a computer monitor now. It's just insignificant. I mean, surely that depends on the size of your computer monitor. Well, yeah. I have seen your television, and it is about the same size as my phone. Well, which television? Of, well, you might your, your remember tiny, my old one. Your, yeah, your tiny old one. It's about the, yeah, it's like a phone. It's embarrassing mm. how small that is. See, the my bigger one is—I thought it was really big, but it's not big enough. Maybe your house has grown around it. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I feng shuied and now it's the wrong size. Maybe. Do you mean you feng shuied by mistake? No, um. Well, it would have been unintentionally. Yeah. But maybe I'd. But but. It would have unintentionally have been feng shui, but it would have been a deliberate action to try and make my environment nicer. Yeah, but you just accidentally um, harnessed all of the chi. Yeah. We've all done it. And it shrunk mm. my telly. Yeah. Unharnessed so... chi shrunk my telly. Or something. <laughs> so, these things that people have in their homes, they're... Um, they're bad. Is that oh, a yeah, yeah. take home message? Yeah, they're awful. And uh, yeah, it's just a normalisation of AI before it decides it's going to eat us all. I got one free, so I have one. I had quite a lot of fun at someone else's house that had got one. Mm. And I was there with Hayden, and I asked it to remind me in two minutes' time that Hayden was a very naughty boy. Yeah. And that was very funny. I think um, it sort of has the same. Um, level of of fun at somebody else's house as the Nintendo Wii did. Yeah. And then you get one and think. think, actually this is a bit shit. I mean I wouldn't have bought one if it wasn't like I wouldn't have bought one had I not got it for free. 
No, uh, I sort of like the idea of them, but it's quite an expensive kitchen timer, and that's the only practical use I can think of for it. Yeah, like this, it does some nice stuff. Like it's handy for controlling certain things and like getting the weather in the morning and playing music and that kind of thing. But like you said, it's not. I don't think it's worth the money unless you're one of those people that like obsessively uses it. And I do know people who've got like Alexa or Google Home or whatever the shit Apple one is that leaves horrible rings on all of your work. It's Apple Home as well. Swear by it. But no, it's Apple Home Hub or something, Home isn't pod, it? Home Pod, isn't it? Home Pod, that's mm. it. Because for some reason, everything has to be a fucking pod with them. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I see the kind of appeal, but. I just, I, there's no way. I mean, I don't, I don't use mine a lot. So the, the one thing I will say is it's a very edge case, but uh, one of my friends has an Alexa and one of those electric BMWs, and you can sort of control the car from the Alexa. So but you can, like, when you're... Yeah, so all that means, though, is next time you're at that person's house, just get their car to, like, roll off the drive. I sort of see a flaw here in that I think um, BMWs are generally, not exclusively, obviously, but generally used outside. Well, yeah, but what it means is, like, if it's cold in the morning, you can be sitting there having your coffee and warming up and say, Alexa, turn on the heating in the car. I think that person doesn't deserve to... Not live because that's a bit much, but certainly no, doesn't I deserve I to own a car. Well, uh, I mean, my car, like, can oh, I haven't actually set any of it up because that would be weird. But my car will do that without having to buy a thing that records my every word. And, oh, in that case, it's completely pointless. Then I, I take it all back. Like, just got an app that you install and configure, and then you can press a button and it like turns the heating on, and then you forget about it, and you get in your car and it's like forty degrees and you die. <laughs> I I have an app that I can beep the horn from my phone, <laughs> but the free trial is that ran out. A, is that uh, the soundboard? No, no, you can press a button and it beeps the horn and flashes the lights. Presumably. What? For Why? scaring off cats, I don't know. <laughs> um, but the the year's free trial ran out, and they wanted me to pay eighty pounds to continue having that functionality, and I didn't think that was good value. I think there's maybe ten pounds worth of fun. If yeah, you I mean, it was very organised. It was okay to start with, and when I was beeping the horn in the car park while somebody went out to their car that was parked next to me, it was quite funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, eighty pounds for that pleasure. Although I mean, the other thing I could do, if you could get control of someone else's car and be in the back seat whilst they're driving along well, and make their horn go, fun, that yeah. would be brilliant. Yeah, I did uh, need to get something out of my car and I couldn't find the keys, so I downloaded the app and <laughs> unlocked the car. <laughs> but I sort of hated myself. But I can do that on my TV as well. The remote control was down at the other end of the sofa. My phone was in my hand, so I downloaded the smart TV app and changed the channel. And I thought this the future isn't... is incredibly I mean, lazy. This isn't sustainable, yeah. is it? <laughs> We're all doomed. Yeah. I kind of feel there's maybe other things that that the 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 effort could have been used on. Whose effort? Mine or? Well, no, the person that made the app. Well, I mean, it was probably an unpaid intern. Yeah. yeah. Designed to sell the Or car. possibly just a slave in some code shop in Bangladesh or something. Yeah. That's how programming works, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Completely like textiles. I mean, how did you 
how did you prove that you had the right to make the car beep? Uh, so I had to phone them up and say, I'd like to set up an account, please. And I, and I had to, there's a button in the car that you can press and you speak to somebody from Vauxhall. Right. And then, but um, how did I do it? You have to give them something off the V, whatever the what's the, the, the document? Yeah, I had to give oh, them something the, off the, the off yeah. the logbook or something like that. I think I can't really remember now. I've got like a, so I had to do a several step process where you have to create an account that involves providing them with the VIN and doing a few other bits and pieces, and then the key fob's got like a a code on it with a scratch off bit, and you scratch off the thing, and then you put that code in. And then you do some other stuff, and like months later, you finally get to the point where you can use the app on the car. Okay, I mean, I'm, seems... I'm quite happy that I don't have any of this technology. There's a lot of setup work involved. Once it's set up, it's easy. Mm. Yeah, but uh, still, I'm 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 okay without it. That's fine. I mean, yeah, like that meat flavored gin. I'm I'm okay missing out on that. That's yeah. my problem. You know, don't rule that out. Maybe it's just maybe the app's just not designed for you, Chris. Like, maybe. Maybe you're just not cool enough for it. They're obviously pushing a different demographic. Okay. I don't think apps were even invented when your car was made, were they? No, I don't think so. That's not even an exaggeration. That's no, that's that's probably very accurate. Yeah. My car is 14 years old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stuff was. They were still called applications then. My car is older than they did, YouTube. They didn't. They didn't run on telephones either. That's right, isn't it? The YouTube. My car is older than YouTube. Uh, is that true? YouTube's what? I don't know. No, YouTube's like ten years old, twelve years old, something like that. Like two thousand. Well, my car's two thousand and four. Uh, let's have a quick check. I think it was possibly in its. It, it was in its infancy around then. Two thousand five, I think. So YouTube was founded. Yeah, two thousand five. Oh really? See, that's really weird. I can't. I can't remember a time when it didn't. It wasn't there. And yet it was. I have a similar relationship with Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. Not for long. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, f- I remember when Facebook wasn't there and when it started. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's good. Thanks. Um, but not YouTube. It's just always been around. Obviously not. <laughs> It was when it was when. Do you remember when Mandela died in about 1994? Yeah. And we all watched it on YouTube. Do we you watched remember? his uh, funeral. Yeah. We all watched mm. his funeral on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And tweeted about it. Yeah. Now I remember that really clearly. Yeah. Um. So it must have been true. Absolutely. There's no yeah. other explanation. <sighs> anyway, now we've got through all that, I have got some very exciting news. About the cinema. Which one? Uh, I went to the cinema and I watched a film that had Jason Jason Bateman in it as Mm -hmm. the lead character. And it was actually a good film. Seems very unlikely. It does seem very unlikely. Which film was this? Uh, It was Game Night. Yeah. And it's quite an ensemble cast. So he is fairly diluted. I mean, I... um, well, he arguably, probably that's, the... ev- that's make his output when he's done that has been even worse. Like I, I think, um... yeah, no, exactly. I, I would look at that and, and immediately, I've looked at the trailers and immediately think that's the kind of film that Jason Bateman would really fuck up. Well, the thing is, is that 
yes, he probably is the worst thing about the film. And mm. any other leading name, uh, leading man would do a better job than him at it. I'm fairly sure. And Tom I think Cruise I've worked wouldn't. out why. Because okay. he's really good at playing the bit where the main character uh, is failing and is a failure. Yeah. yeah. And that's what he was great at in Arrested Development. Mm. And I think when they do the casting for films, I think they read like one of the early scenes and he's really good at being the failure and they think he's great. But the problem is, is in a film, there's a happy ending and the person is successful at the end. Mm. And that's the bit he can't do, isn't it? Yeah. Have you seen Ozark? No. That's another one where he is failing at it and it can't have a happy ending and he's great in it. So your, your theory stacks up. Yeah. But this film was it was genuinely good. I would recommend it to people. Mark Kermode um, said that as well. Yeah, well, there you are. I'm, so, it must be right. If Chris and Kermode say that, then that's the big two, isn't it? Yeah, it's what it's what you want to hear. Yeah. So I would I would recommend it. It was uh, genuinely entertaining. Mm. Um, fun stuff happens in it. Um, uh, that lady that's good is in it. Um, oh, I've forgotten her name. She's in Catastrophe. Sharon Horgan. Yeah. See, that's this is the the chocolate rum pot. I've forgotten things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's in it, and she's good. Right. Um, who else is in it? Those were the only two people I kind of. We can say there was only two name. people in it. No, there's lots of people in it. That's that's the. That's one of the good things is that that Bateman is diluted. Do you know who I'd like to see Jason Bateman in a film with? That would be um, Paul Rudd. Uh, right. is, then, was Paul Rudd the one that married Phoebe in Friends? Yeah. Yeah. I saw him in a really awful film. What's that? It was called This Is 40. Yes, that was dreadful, wasn't it? It was really, really dreadful. I was worried you were going to say, I love you, man, and then I would have to stop being your friend. No. Because that's one of the best films I've ever seen. I think the worst thing about This Is 40 was it was one of those films where they kind of had a plot, but they hadn't written any dialogue, and they just said, oh, just ad-lib everything. It'll be yeah. great. Well, that's that's how Judd Apatow makes films, isn't it? Mm. And... What I really liked about Game Night is there was very obviously a script. And they stuck to it. And it was pretty much. (laughs) There was some some looser things, but it held together because there was a proper plot and uh, proper dialogue that had been planned to, to hold it all together. And three distinct acts, presumably. Um... I wasn't counting. Well, did it have a beginning, a middle, and an end? Well, yes, but then maybe it, maybe the middle was two parts. No, that's impossible. There might have been even a double ending, I'm not sure. What, a fake ending? No. Oh. What do you mean? Um, a... Uh, uh, what's the bit when you've read a book and you think that's end and then there's another chapter? A fake ending. No. The epilogue. Epilogue, yeah. Oh, okay. I think there's an epilogue in this. Right. And there's also a prologue. 
Oh. There you are. Double okay. login. Yeah. Yeah, so you get the like the you know those those films that are just just a whole a whole film wasted on a backstory of of character that we already know about. What like the solo story mm, or something like, like that? Like Wolverine, say. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Well they do they do the backstory of the people in the in the introduction. And that's great. So okay. you go, Oh, I know I know the background of all of these people, I understand them. Okay. And that's the prologue. Yeah. Mm. And then there's the main bit and it's good. And then at the end there's an epilogue. So there you are. Is there uh, is there a mid log? That's the log. Okay. No, I don't think so. Are there any footnotes? Um Oh uh Are there any footlights? Yes there are. Yes. Yes. In the credits there is a sort of a footnote. Okay. Yeah. A bibliography? Uh a reference list? No. So they don't cite sources. An no, no, it's all it's all unsighted. That is well, quite I mean, cool. that's yeah. How can you be sure any of it? Has it been peer reviewed? Uh, I reviewed it, and Mark Commode reviewed it. You you are not the peers. peer of Jason Bateman. Um, well, how do you know? Because uh, I would have attempted to make love to you by now if you were. <laughs> I once um, uh, took a photograph of Jason Bateman into Tony and Guy and said, "Can you cut my hair like that, please?" <laughs> that's, like, that's a true story. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for you. He's got a, he's got great hair. <laughs> I mean, that's an established fact. He has got great hair. That's even that's remarked he... on in Ozark. Hmm. Perhaps. I, I stand by that. That's the second best thing about him. What's the, the best thing about him? His smile. His what? Do you have a thing for Jason Bateman? Smile. Of course I do. Yeah, Who doesn't? That, that was quite obvious for a long time. I bet you might have just picked up on that. Show. If, well, uh, I mean, we know you're not paying attention. but Jason no. Bateman, Paul Rudd and The Rock in one film, I would ejaculate immediately. <laughs> See, this is why they've had to go with the bloody licensing scheme. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even need a Pornhub license. I, I feel like that must have happened, and I'm surprised that it hasn't. Well, it hasn't. Why not? Because but I'm surprised. There are the restraining orders that had to be put in place. To, <laughs> there's a, a very... I, I won't get into it, but there's a very complex uh, legal framework that will ensure that never happens. That's a shame. Otherwise, uh, Cineworld get paid compensation. <laughs> oh, dear. And you, you can't compensate people for the anguish they suffer. No. Well, but the cleaning. Hmm. <laughs> Anguished cleaning. Yes, that's true, yeah. Especially because I'm standing there trying to point out bits they've missed. <laughs> <laughs> Were you and... the guy that used to go into Debenhams in uh, the Peacock <laughs> Centre in Woking <laughs> when Will worked there? No, because we know for a fact that was Will. <laughs> <laughs> However, I did give him the idea. <laughs> Inspired by a true story. Yeah. I mean, it's quite it's been quite um, ejaculation heavy this week, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel I, mean, I feel not without cause. I, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. We've like, it's not been gratuitous. Maybe I'll beep to, it all out. We haven't got to worry about you know licensing or anything. We don't have to justify ourselves to these fuckers. They get literally in some cases. Well, not many. Hmm. But I think maybe we do have to justify ourselves to uh, Brandon. 
Uh, yes, our, okay. our major patron. Yeah, he does make me want to be a better person. You know, uh, as good as it gets with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, and he he mm. says the most romantic thing from any film to uh, Helen Hunt, I think, um, where he says that he hates taking pills, but um, he starts taking the pills again because he wants to be a better person for her. I have mm. a similar relationship with Brandon from America because, I mean, he's invested two bottles of gin in this, and yeah, I, so we we need to be better. What do you want to do to be well, a better okay. person for him? Drink more gin? I mean, I don't know that it's quite necessarily quite the same relationship because <laughs> I I don't plan to do anything about it. I just feel a bit ashamed. <laughs> I mean, I it's feel a British like version of as good as it gets. Yeah, just no no improvement, just deep shame. Mm. Yeah, and that could pretty much be our country's motto. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's Brexit, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I mean that that concludes our film review of the week. Uh, Game night is good, and I recommend it. Cool. I would give it four stars. I watched out of uh, Uh, of five. Yeah, come on. You're not on brandy, Div. (laughs) Um. No, four stars out of five. Okay. Well done to everyone involved. (laughs) Yeah. Bravo. Give yourselves a round of applause. I watched uh, Mute on Netflix, which was... People have said it's awful. Well, no. It's another... I I don't know what it is about Netflix films. I don't know if there's something that the film industry is not happy about them chucking money at stuff and just putting it on the internet. Uh, Mm. So I don't know if there is any... I think that's a bit... You get into a bit of conspiracy theories, but it was similar to Bright. The, The review said it was the worst thing that's ever happened, and it was... You know, a bit of a mess. It was not great, but it was fine. It was enjoyable. Um, there just seems to be a lot of massive hyperbole about how terrible Netflix is at the moment, and it it didn't seem to stack up in compared to what I watched. I, yeah. I heard a lot of, of various takes about how it was just kind of a bit of a mess. Yeah, it was. But Has anyone seen um, the the Cloverfield, the new Cloverfield? Uh, I haven't yet. No, I haven't watched that, but I've heard similar things that people have enjoyed it, but everyone said it was dreadful. Yeah, so I'm I'm sort of tempted to watch it, um, but Don't, I'm sort that's of not. Get you. I will get around to watching it, but the, yeah. the implication was that <laughs> again, it's just it wasn't. I think part of the problem is it was being inevitably measured against the previous films, and it kind of just was mediocre by that measure, but I don't know how it is on its own. Well, you see, I wouldn't describe um, Cloverfield, the first one, as a great film. It's it's perfectly decent. Well, I would go so far as to describe it as horse shit. Yeah, like the... I mean... Wobbly horse shit. A lot of it depends on what you take from the film, but one of the things you have to remember is that it's one of the few films I have watched where I am actually rooting for the monster. Yeah, everybody yeah. in it is is just a complete. Like the first cunt. third of that film is spent setting up every single fucker in that film as just a cunt, and you want them all to die. Yeah. The only one that they you do. have even a modicum of sympathy for is the cameraman, and even he, frankly, probably deserves it. No, he can well, fuck he off ha- and learn how to hold a camera properly. Also, right. he hangs around with those guys, and well, I mean, this is true. Yeah, cunt by, by association. association. Yeah. yeah. 
But no, 10 Cloverfield Lane I thought was genuinely good. Oh, actually, I did watch that and I did like that. That's yeah. where they're in the bunker, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. John With, um, it's because it's got John Goodman yeah. in, basically. Yes, I did um, like that, actually. But that also, wasn't even meant to be a Cloverfield film originally. They sort of yeah, retconned well, it into yeah. the universe. Yeah, right, fine. But bear in mind, the argument as to whether or not it was ever supposed to be a universe in the first place, or whether they just went, this film was un- was like unexpectedly successful, let's see what we can... And they said, know. well, this script is a bit like that. Yeah, mm. it doesn't really have any relation to it whatsoever, but I reckon we can wangle this as being like happening yeah. in the same universe in completely different times. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... I, I presume the idea is that it, having been retconned, it is now a sequel and the monster has done the smashy thing. Well, yeah, but that then doesn't fit with this one, which clearly yeah. has to have happened prior to that. Oh, that's confusing. I mean, I don't... I'm not sure why I care, but... Um... Yeah. Oh well, whatever. No. So one of them was good. Two of them bit shit. Well, sorry. One of them bit shit. The other one allegedly a bit shit, but review pending. I don't know anything about any of this. I'm just That's lost. That's not a surprise. I'm not All right. So anything. it's popular culture, Chris. So I wouldn't worry. Do about. You, Do you know a thing that I saw that I thought was weird? What is um they've done Training Day, but as like a TV show. Really? Oh, really? Who did that? I think I've seen that. Yes, that does ring a bell now that you say that. Yeah. Is it still called Training Day? Yeah. But it must be over more than one day because it's like. Maybe it's the same day from lots of different angles. Maybe it's like 24. That's still a single day, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's longer though. So apparently it's a a follow up to um, the film. But no Denzel, presumably. Well, no. Which obviously sort of removes the entire point, but well, yeah, it's none know. of it's none of none of any people that were in it. I don't think. I think no. I would watch anything involving LAPD, so I think I will watch it and enjoy it because yeah. for some I'm reason sure I, I just on. find anything about LA cops really brilliant fun. Fair enough. Like, um, what's the series? Not the Shield. There's a series with. Um, Ryan from the OC as a and uh, the ginger guy out of Walking Dead. Fuck, what's that called? Um, Southland, and that's all sort of you know. End of Watch. Actually, no. Oh no. Okay, well that's another excellent cop film. I think made by the same guy that made Training Day. Interestingly, yeah, okay. uh, and it's all sort of. Not fly on the wall because it's not like a documentary, but it's just like cops driving around and arresting people and stuff using mm. a lot of technical terminology that I know from reading books, and it makes me feel smug. I think I found your fetish. Oh yeah, maybe it's L.A. cops. Yeah. So has the Rock done a film where he's an L.A. cop yet? I I think I'd know. Yeah, yeah I think he'd he would need too. to do it with with Bateman and Rudd, wouldn't he? Uh, I think I could again. The restraining order would be enough that. to do the trick if it was just. Mm. I'd I mean, like to see The Rock, uh, and I know he will one day. But I want to see him like in a really serious Oscar bait role. And you realise when you he say that excellent in it. The the problem is right. What counts as a serious Oscar bait role is basically going to be being president, but not like being president in the film, but actually being the president. 
And I like The Rock as much as anyone, and God knows he'd be better than, like, 90% of the population. But I feel like there are better options. I don't think there are. No. I mean, there, there are certainly much worse. So, actually, no, fuck it. I'll take 90% at this point. I think point. The Rock seems pretty woke. I don't President think The Rock. Uh, I am anyone. completely for President The Rock. I think, I think he'd be great. I think also, it would be that, hilarious to um, watch Putin get massively insecure around him. Oh, he would just yes. punch Putin right in the nuts. That yeah. is an excellent point, actually, isn't it? Mm. What, yeah. what America needs is literally a strongman president. Mm. Yeah. Um, so who yeah. who would The Rock's vice president be? Could be anybody, really. Bateman. Bateman, yeah. No. He would play no, no, a great no. vice president. Yeah. And Secretary no, of uh, State yeah, but, yeah, but could can, be you know, That would be dangerous, though. Because can you imagine what would happen if The Rock, like, uh, for whatever reason, had to leave office and then Bateman would have to take over as president? Well, Putin would try and assassinate Yeah, no, that's, that is the ultimate leading man role, isn't it? Yeah, you can't have yeah. that. Like, Rudd, fine, but you can't risk Bateman. Well, no, no, because every political career ends in failure, so maybe he'd be all right. Uh, well, yeah, well, but there's yeah. a lot of, like, um, you know, a modicum of success in the middle and... I just feel like... He, he well, no, it, it is up. quite a Bateman narrative arc, isn't it? You know, starts as the bumbling vice president who fucks things up all the time. Well, you don't want uh, that. Like, he would be great at that role. Yeah, but, 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 but listen to the rest of the arc. So then The Rock... So it's a redemption might, story. Yeah, so then The Rock sort of coaches him up and does inspirational montages of him and shit. Um, but and then his mentor montage, that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then his mentor, The Rock, obviously gets assassinated by Putin... Um, and he obviously completely falls off the wagon, goes to pieces, everything is shit. Um, and then there's kind of this redemptive story arc, sort of semi-redemptive story arc, where he like goes all dark and mysterious and counter-assassinates Putin. And then the end of the film is him realising, I don't know, he's fucked it up somehow, but in a hilarious way, like he's killed 50 of Putin's body doubles or something. Um, and then the film ends. No, I've talked myself out of it, it's shit. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know what, what way I what no sorry no Dan. no it's it's fine it, it was a good idea until I actually had to like explain it and then it wasn't anymore so you need we well about it. you've failed the first test which is even halfway through your pitch when you realise it's horse shit you you dull down and go in even more enthusiastic you know, that's the only way you win stuff I think well I did that halfway through and then I had to sort of like quadruple down and I couldn't manage that your, your Britishness uh, came to yeah. the fore and, uh, and prevented you so I'm exactly. terribly sorry I've wasted your time yes I'm so sorry I'll be leaving now yeah. right okay so that's that's the end of that no it isn't I want to say something about The Rock and okay. I don't think Graham's going to like it. So <laughs> don't make me come down there, Chris. I need to I need to prefix this with saying that I enjoy rock films and I think he's very good at what he does this and is, I like it. This is shaping but up to be scandalous. I think what he basically is is um a a kind of modern muscly version of Roger Moore in that his acting is mostly just raising eyebrows, isn't it? Uh, yes, it that's is, his main yeah. move. He does quite a lot of flexing. Yeah, Roger Moore never did that. He, but he like, does... like a classically trained opera singer, like, like flexing quite, of muscles yeah. actually comes from the eyebrow in the same way that good singing comes from the diaphragm. He does considerably fewer karate chops, which I think is to his <laughs> detriment. I ag- I agree, mm. um, but I, I suppose karate chops are now kind of. 
out of fashion. And, well, no, no, but they're out of fashion. And, yeah. yeah, it's all it's about problematic like, the wrestling. For, and for, you know, uh, a man who is not of Asian origin to be going around doing karate chops on people. You can't yeah. whitewash karate. <laughs> yeah, no fair. Um... Okay, well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you you aren't furious. Oh no, I'm glad yeah, I mean, you recognise he basically just just acts with his eyebrows. Yeah, I mean, yeah, geniuses do more so well. with less. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. He, he does more acting with his eyebrows than you know some random actor does with their whole selves. I mean, Roger Moore did say like he that was basically all he could do was mm. raise his eyebrows in a in a clever way. I, I think I, him for making a career out of it. I think I, I heard him. Well, I didn't hear him, but I heard there was an interview with him where he said he had two modes, which was right eyebrow raised and left eyebrow raised. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's basically the Rock. But, yeah. um, but also being but also he's great, huge. and also has flexing. Yeah, big big old muscles. So I, I do have a question. I'm, I, know, I know what your answer to this is going to be, Graham. Is but, it that um, we're running at one hour seven minutes? Don't. <laughs> No, no, it is. I'm that's not a question. That's just a statement. Yeah, um, we're running at one hour seven minutes, Dan. He's <laughs> uh, turned Australian, Graham. Tiny little Dan. <laughs> this little Dan. Uh, Come on in, little Dan. Come on in the office, little Dan. You got a question? Put you, your hands yes. up. That's right. Can you please yeah. stop asking Craig from Sussex. He's one of our harsh. finest listeners. Um, well, my, is, why is that harsh? He's your boss, isn't he? Yeah, that's how your boss talks. We've established really? this. Oh, yes, we have. Sorry, I remember. Um, my God, I remember something from earlier in the podcast. Um, Sorry, it won't happen again. Do we prefer The Rock or Terry Crews? I don't know who Terry Crews is. What? I know, and I, The Rock is better. Fair enough. The Rock okay. is better, um, but uh, Terry Crews is also great. So, cool. so who is Terry Crews? Uh, he uh, is a former American football player turned actor who is in things like uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, I don't like that. What? I think it's shit. I what? also dislike it because I think there's too much just being silly. I dislike <laughs> it because it's NY cops and not LA cops. I mean... And I'm very specific in my... Uh, <laughs> <British>. <laughs> You've got the I'm, whole East Coast, West Coast thing going on, haven't that's you? That's true, yeah. So, can, can I just... Have any of you seen um, The Good Place? Yes. Nope. Do you like the good place? Yes, it's very good. Okay, that's more acceptable then. Thanks. Um, and in, in what what was your link? Uh, they're both done by the same guy, um, and they're both really funny, and they often share actors and shit. Yes, half of Dan's story is true. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, that's more than most of our stories, so that's yeah. that's acceptable. Mm. Right. Can I go now, please? Yeah, yeah, fine. What now? No, we're just getting yes. going. Oh, Jesus. No, okay. Let's shut it down. I've got one more question for everyone. Oh, for fuck's sake. And it's an important question. It's no, something it's I was not really, thinking. is it, Chris? It is. Let's it just is. abuse Chris until he shuts up. What I thought was that I can't... It's been shut up, really Dan, let's spit it out. It's been a really long time since... I was actually physically sick because I drank too much alcohol. Yeah. And I can't really remember the last time it was. I wonder if maybe I was so drunk I was sick, but I don't remember. But when was the last time you were sick because you drank too much alcohol? When we recorded um, 
early episode of Dungeons and Dickheads. Really? Yeah. <laughs> when I was too drunk and I couldn't remember any of it. I think I was all I, I was I think I was ill as well, but I don't think I would have been sick if I hadn't drunk so much gin. And it was the bad oh. gin as well from Brandon. Nice. Before nice. that it was um around four years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it was if we're talking pure drinking and not because of some other factors, then I honestly can't remember. It would have been like 10 years ago. Okay, so your other factors I'm very dubious of. So when uh, was you, the time? Sh- so the most recent was about three years ago. Um, and it was I'm pretty sure it was dodgy food because I hadn't, oh, drunk, yes. I hadn't drunk anywhere near enough. The last pint may have been off. I, I genu- no, I genuinely mm. don't think I drunk enough to make me ill. Yeah, it's it's a shame when you're sick from drinking and you don't feel that you've earned it. Yeah, well, not earned it, but deserve it. Like, yeah. if you're absolutely battered, you think, well, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, when no, you're just a was, little bit drunk, and you say, this was like, oh, this is silly. This was like four pints with food, yeah. and like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the food that did it. Yeah. So, Dan, what about you? Um, I'm also pretty much in the can't remember category. Um, okay. I think it was one one of the t- trips we did to Leeds, maybe. Oh, really? Oh, was I'm that crafty? Sure. Did you do it surreptitiously? Well, this is what's making me doubt that I did it. Have you done a normal... chunder in my house? <laughs> no, I've never been sick in your house. Why are you sick? It would have been... So... I don't know. This is the thing. I just have this vague memory of, like... Lying in a gutter vomiting. You're I mean, thinking yes. of Hayden, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, or maybe was it when we went to Hull? No, because we we didn't get that drunk there. That was Lawrence. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> are, I you just, this is... are you just vicariously vomiting through other people? Um, possibly. I mean, when when we were in Nottingham, I was so drunk on the Friday. I if somebody told me that I'd been sick. I would probably say, well, that sounds like something that would have happened. The only but I don't reason, remember being sick. The only reason I know I wasn't sick in Nottingham was because I could not have felt that bad if I had sick <laughs> any of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The so, aftermath of that was quite something to behold. Mm. I'm looking forward so, to doing it again this year. Yep. The last time I remember being sick was probably about four years ago, mm-hmm. maybe five years ago, and... I was in Weatherspoons in Guildford and I ordered tequila for everyone and I we did it at the bar and straight away <laughs> my body said no. no. So I was I was just I was sick just on the floor <laughs> <laughs> on the floor at the bar. Um, but not not everything, just the tequila. That's what my body rejected. Yeah. Um, and then I, I kind of <laughs> I just went to the toilet and had a bit of, uh, you know, a cry. A rinse out, and then carried on. Nice. <laughs> That's just I, uh, such a Weatherspoon story, isn't it? Yeah, I did used to do similar things with um, when we used to drink absinthe, absinthe at the mash tun. I, I quite often would, would have one of those and just sort of stand there heaving and think, nope, got to get to the toilet, this is not going to stay down. But never quite to the point that it just went down and came immediately back up before I could move to the toilet. Mm. Yeah. I do one of my to... proudest I... achievements, just 
sicking in Weatherspoons at the bar. On my stag do, somebody gave me a shot of something, and it took all of my concentration to and willpower to keep it down, but I managed it. Hmm. Mm. I was very proud of myself then. Well, I mean, is it too late for me to set a group New Year's resolution? To not puke in a weather I think before the year is out, I would like us all to drink so much that we are physically sick from it. Nope. Together. Together. <laughs> into Together. the same bin. <laughs> yeah, we can incorporate it into the joyride. Yeah. Nope. That sounds I mean, like Dan, a challenge to me. Okay, well, well, Dan can be a, a different kind of participant. We just have to be sick on him. Yeah, that's fine. Mm, no, yeah. It saves David a job, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, can I go now? I need to go and drink till I vomit. Uh, yes, you Guess can go now, but I'm going to do it like you would in uh, school. So yeah, dismiss us I'd like I you to all pack up. And stand quietly behind your desks, and uh, the best behaved person can leave. It's not what? Daniel, is it? With his tappy tippy tapping. That so... sounds like an Adam type to me. No, is it? it's definitely not me typing. Okay, it sounded as, I apologise, it sounded as frantic as your typing. Right, so um, Adam and Graham, good work today. Uh, practice your French, and you can go. Daniel, you've been very naughty with all your tippy-tappying, uh, you must stay behind. You will shortly give me your attention in the study where we will explore your capacity for making noise. Oh.